very difficult for our visiting teachers to come over here, so when they do, should make the best of your opportunity to hear some Dhamma. You don't know when you'll get the chance again. So I give my blessing to you all today. You've all come here out of faith in the Buddha Sasana, the Buddhist religion. And you've all come here together to help build and establish this monastery, Buddha Bodhivana Monastery. Tomorrow we will have the ceremony for the installation of the Nimitta or marker stones for the Sema boundary. This is considered to be the completion of this building, this Ubozada Hall. And because the Ubozada Hall and the function of the hall lies at the heart of the monastery, we can say it's like the time where we complete the monastery by building this, this Ubozada Hall and establishing the Sema. It's that important. This is because it's a place for Sangakama, meaning place, a place where the monks can perform their transactions and meetings in an appropriate and correct way according to their discipline. We also have come together to practice the Dhamma, to practice meditation and to hear the teachings. Here we're fortunate that we have Venerable Ajahn Kalyano as the abbot and teacher who can help to lead and guide us in our practice as we endeavor to develop our minds and our spiritual practice. To do this, we follow the Buddhist teachings. We base our practice on the practice of dana, generosity, sila, virtue, and bhavana, mental development or meditation. We also learn to develop kindness and compassion to help overcome our anger. And we have to develop insight, wisdom, to help us to see through and abandon our attachments, which are the cause of our suffering. If we are able to abandon any amount of greed, anger or delusion from our mind, this will be a cause for a coolness and a peace to arise in our minds. We can say that it's the place where the Buddha arises within us. To do this we have to develop what we call Pawana Maya Panya. This is the wisdom or the insight that arises from the peaceful mind the clarity that comes through the peaceful, still mind in meditation. It's this kind of wisdom that is the cause for the end of the mental defilements. And it's the aim of all of us as Buddhists following the Buddhist path to develop this. The Lord Buddha himself overcame his own mental defilements and liberate himself from them to reach the end of suffering. Not only that, he was able to explain the Dhamma very well to others in great detail and in appropriate ways for other people to understand. The Buddha taught that all rupa, material things, and all nama, mental things, are impermanent, unsatisfactory, and without an owner. They're not self. As long as we don't see that truth, then we'll tend to attach to them. We'll attach to mental things, physical things, 
if we attach to physical things, say this body, it means we seek this body and look at it as a source of happiness and we seek pleasure and happiness from this body. But when we do that, we're not seeing the other side that it's also impermanent, it's unsatisfactory and it's without a self, it's ownerless. We don't see that because of delusion and ignorance covering over the mind. So this is why we come to practice bhavanao, mental development, to develop the stillness, the peace and the calm that comes from when we focus our mind on a, an object of meditation. We might focus our awareness on the breathing, for instance, the sensation of the in and out breath. Or we might recite quietly the word buddho. Or we might do it together. With the in-breath we recite bud, with the out-breath we recite to. By concentrating the mind in this way on a meditation object, the mind can settle down and become peaceful. When it's peaceful like this, it abandons its <coughs> thoughts about the past, and things that have gone by, and the future, and all the planning and possibilities that the mind throws up about the future. Even though we have various duties in life towards our family, we have jobs and so on, it's still important for us to find the time to do this practice, to practice uh, developing meditation, developing mindfulness. And the way the Buddha had us practice mindfulness was to develop mindful awareness in each posture, in each activity that we perform. That means we develop that awareness that we know what we're doing from moment to moment. We know what we're doing, we understand why we're doing it, what we're doing, what's the purpose. This is what we call the practice of Satipatthana as taught by the Lord Buddha. When we practice Satipatthana, or the practice of mindfulness, we're directing our mind to recollect, or be mindful of the body, of feelings, the mind itself, and of dhammas, the objects of the mind. We develop this mindful awareness in every posture, and the more we develop this, the more we will experience peace and stillness. Sometimes the continuous practice of mindfulness in this way will allow different kinds of um, insight to arise, what we call sapawa dhamma, just insight into the true nature of reality. We might experience insight into this body, seeing it walking along, we have the sense that there is no real self in charge of this body or owning this body. We'll see the body, our own body moving around, but there's a sense as if there's no one there, there's no one home. Sometimes you might see this body as made up of just the four elements, the earth element, the air element, the heat element and water element. And again, just seeing the lack of self in that, seeing that there's just a body made up of these four natural elements with no real being, being in ownership of that. This arises from the practice of mindfulness and investigation to develop an understanding of the true nature of reality. And this insight is the result of the practice. The Buddha taught this. The Lord Buddha said that if we practice mindfulness in this way, 
what we'll come to see is that there is no real self who owns this body this body is not a person it's not me or mine it's just uh, the grouping of these four elements without an owner whenever we see in this way and whenever we have an insight in this way it will give us some confidence and faith in the path and in the teachings that will give us the energy to carry on practicing even if we have busy lives with many duties that we have to do it's still something we have to practice if we're going to follow in his footsteps we should still try to find the time and direct the mind to contemplate these things and to develop mindfulness in this way this is the way our faith and confidence in the Buddha the Dhamma the Sangha will grow this is the path of practice that will lead to a firmness and unwavering confidence in the Buddha Dhamma Sangha and it's the way that will help us to develop a true insight true understanding of truth this firm conviction confidence or faith in the Buddha the Dhamma and the Sangha is, is the result of the practice it becomes firmly established in one's heart it's natural that sometimes we'll find practice is difficult there'll be lapses in our mindfulness and we'll get caught up into the difficulties and obstacles of the practice sometimes the mind will not be firm in its faith and it's, uh, it will not be firm uh, in its practice but we must keep trying the Buddha always said one who keeps trying will manage to liberate themselves from suffering Wiriyena Dukkamachedi famous teaching the Buddha gave so we must keep learning to look back at this body and mind with mindfulness sometimes we'll see greed anger or delusion arising but look at these until you can see that these are just mental states or conditions of mind that arise and pass away if we learn to watch over our minds like this we'll see that all mental states are, that arise they must pass away we see how moods come up into the mind and affect it take over the mind this is what the Buddha pointed out but we can also see that these things are what we call Sankara Dhammas they're conditions of mind they're without any real owner or self there's not a person or a being in them they're just conditions that arise from certain causes when those causes come the, these conditions of mind arise these different moods and mental states arise if we can see it in this way if we have this kind of insight this is what allows us to let go of these different kinds of mood which causes suffering this is what we call pavana maya panya the wisdom that comes or the insight that comes through the practice of meditation it's this kind of insight this profound insight that helps us to actually abandon greed anger and delusion from our minds and what arises in its place is peace and this is the way that we develop towards Nibbana all of you are able to practice according to this way you're all able to develop sila and samadhi and panya in this way the important thing is to follow the Buddha's teachings and the Buddha taught us all to be careful and heedful 
particularly because life is very uncertain. We're all affected by old age, sickness, and one day we'll be affected by death. So we must look after our minds very carefully, take good care of them. Some people might find it very hard to meditate, but they can still maybe see the value of keeping the five precepts and living in a harmless way. Anyone who follows the five precepts, whether they meditate or not, they will gain some happiness from this and it will be a cause for them to understand the Dhamma on a deeper level as they let go of some of their coarser mental states and causes of suffering. To practice the five precepts, we can do this anywhere, whether we're at home, at work, even if we don't have time to go to the monastery or the temple, we can still practice them. With your jobs, you must try to practice samajiva, a right livelihood, meaning the work you do and the money you earn, earn it in a way that doesn't exploit others, harm others. If we practice in this way, trying to keep the precepts, follow right livelihood and develop mindfulness, we say we're developing the internal samana, the one who's peaceful, or the internal monk or nun within us. One who has this sense of the internal monk or nun in them, they have an understanding of the meaning of the, the word enough. They understand that they have enough. They have this sense of contentment and harmlessness because they have this inner satisfaction and peace. They have this sense of enough. They don't need to bother anybody else or harm anybody else. When we ordain new monks in this hall, this is ordination that takes place on the external level, the conventional level. But as we practice the Dhamma, we're learning to develop the monk or nun on the internal level. That's meaning we practice developing insight in this way until the mind can let go of its greed and anger and delusion. And this kind of final letting go we call samucheda bahana, where we completely uproot the causes of suffering, abandon greed, anger and delusion completely from our minds. So please determine to practice sincerely. Try to develop this knowledge and understanding that will help you to purify your own minds and make them peaceful. This is the way to find the inner monk or nun within your own heart, your own mind. So I'll just say this much for now and leave you with my blessing.